ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. How did you come upon this passionate purpose that you're living out and share a little bit of your story and how you got here? Yes, absolutely. So I'm Leah Shank. I'm a mentor, a spiritual mentor. I help women through their transformations and through the healing to shed off layers of trauma and experience that are still in the way for them to embody their divinity and their purpose and um, their pleasure and everything that goes in life. Mm. So I come into this work um, definitely because of my own experience. I am a trauma, trauma survivor. I grew up in a very chaotic environment. My mother was an alcoholic. My father didn't really take care of me. She passed when I was seven years old. And, um, and I basically had to grow up on my own very much. And so I had to learn how, first of all, how to take care of myself as a kid, but as well as growing up, how to heal all those wounds and toxic behaviors that I had learned from my environment. And so I'm an only child as well. So it was a definitely what a journey, but I'm arriving to my 30 years old and it's like, Healing is like layers after layers. It's like a lotus flowers, we say. So the more the flowers is opening, the less we can um, open the shadow and open for the light. And basically, the more I open myself and my life, I went through, you know, addictions, um, disorders, eating disorders, uh, PTSD, um, depression, uh, societal attempt. Uh, until now, which is totally, I worked very hard, but I realized that the work doesn't have to be so hard. It actually doesn't. And so we're not educated enough around all of this. And energetically, uh, working with traumas is actually not that hard again. And it's working with the body, way less with the mind, right? So now my life is completely the opposite. Um, I'm living in alignment with my purpose, which my life experiences has been giving me the opportunity to teach and heal other, help the healing of other women. Um, I have an amazing partner where we share a mission, a life mission as well, where we're building a community for people who have less um, the, the ability to invest and aren't sure how to, in order to teach them very the basics of somatic work and healing work in the bigger spectrums. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, I am embodying more and more my divinity and my truth and getting rid of whatever was on the way. And this is very much what I'm teaching every day. Yes. Mm, that is so powerful. I love that so much. And you just radiate, you're a complete goddess. You radiate so much positive light and love. I could just see it just coming off of you. So I'm, I'm so happy for you. And, and I'd love to ask a couple of questions because our stories really align in similarities. And I was curious, the ways that 
the toxicity and the unhealthy dysfunctional behaviors manifested. You did mention addiction and eating disorders. How do you think that that impacted your trauma recovery? Did it add more layers or did you find that it kind of all intertwined? Um, when I look back with the knowledge that I have today, um, it's actually all together. And when we have um, a trauma, which I call a trapped emotion, then it will create behaviors. Then it will create toxic thinking, um, doing, and feeling. And so it's not so much what I understood is very not so much focusing on the behaviors and changing the toxic patterns, etc., but more so actually going into the root cause in order to release, change the patterns that are in our body in energetic way so we can release all of this. And it's like then all the patterns, even the thinking change, even the feeling change. It's incredible. And this is what we lack in this world right now as knowledge, you know. And uh, to come back to my personal story, I was honestly, there was some years, it took me a very long time, you know. And there was some years I thought I will never really heal. You know, I went through 10 years of eating disorders, anorexia and deep self-hatred and self-harm. Uh, I was sabotaging all my relationship and I thought I would never have a healthy environment or healthy relationship, you know, at some point in my life because it felt it was like bigger than me. You know, I was like, this is where I grew. This is my roots. So how can I really flourish to what I want? But actually, again, the lotus, you know, he grows in the mud. And this is where we can fully flourish to the world and to divine, right? Open to the divine through pain, actually. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I completely agree. And you did say something along the lines of that healing doesn't have to be so hard. And for many people who have endured a trauma, sometimes we integrate our identity with that trauma and we feel like without the pain and the suffering would just be empty so it can feel like climbing this uphill battle that we could never accomplish and sometimes we feel I'm not even good at healing and it's just this cycle of this self-fulfilling prophecy so can you expand more upon how we make our own healing harder for ourselves through self-sabotage yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much information out there that it can be very uh, overwhelming. And as you were talking about um, self-sabotaging and feeling that um, we create an identity around it, you know, this was one of the big things that I did. As you said, I create my identity as a victim. I was a victim of growing up there and it was who I am. And at some point, you know, I can find out like um, my ego was flattered by it, you know, because yes, look, I'm a strong woman. I live that. And the day that really changed is that I am not a victim of my past. 
and this is not my identity anymore. So that was actually a conscious choice that I had to remind myself. And I had to be like, okay, I'm going to stop, stop saying this and talking like this about myself, you know? And so it took a while of you see to really step into this. And it's very interesting because there is a balance between this and not repressing, mm-hmm. you know, not repressing the pain and what you're still focusing. But um, healing, as I was saying, is way more simple. And how I see it is basically the work is very somatic. Somatic means body. Mm -hmm. And so as we think of emotion as energy in in motion, is like, we grew up in a society that um, positivity is healthy and uh, expressing lower emotions is not like anger and screaming and crying. We shut down our kids to do that. And the problem is that it makes adults with a shit tons of trapped emotions because they had to shut up, basically. Mm -hmm. and so the work is actually doing moving the body or getting in the body not only moving because my therapies are um, working with the subconscious mind and the spirit in order to go back into the body and see where there is trapped emotions and at first we don't need to know where they come from we just need to feel them And so um, as we can access them, we can release them and let the emotions go out of the body. And this is healing, period. Mm -hmm. Like every therapy, everything that we want to, we will do, will come back to this, a release of energy out of the body. It's an energy that is in our energetic field and make our aura denser, grayer, darker, and make us feel lower and there's all those energies that reminds us to stay like this so when we say we release we feel lighter we feel clearer right because actually in energy there's things that literally coming out of our energetic field our aura that is around our body which is our spirit right so um yeah it's this is very (laughs) this is what we lack in the world and this is my mission to share all of this really amen I love how you said when we first initially started talking that it's less in the mind and more in the the soul and the heart and the body because for me personally I definitely second that because I was in talk therapy for years and years and years talking about my trauma till I was blue in the face and I felt like this isn't helping me. I'm, I'm not really getting anywhere. I felt like there was some physical energy trapped inside of my body. So it wasn't until I started doing the somatic work that I actually felt a difference. So I'd love to talk more about what are the methods and the techniques that a person can practice or implement into their lives that would help with the somatic healing as well. Mm, amazing. Yes. I love that you experienced this yourself. Um, I did too. And as you say, it's just a life-changing experience. 
I felt I was swimming in a dark lake for years. And then when I released, I, I was like, oh my God, it's getting clearer and life getting easier. You don't think the same way. You don't feel the same way of others and things in general. You don't get triggers the same way. But to come back to your questions, there is actually three things that we'll talk about on somatic work. One is the therapies that I give. Two is the, ter- the, the exercise and practices that I do with my partner and I serve as well in circles. And three is the self-healing uh, practices that I teach to my clients. So first, hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is, I'm a hypnotherapist certified, and it's a transpersonal therapies. Transpersonal means mind, body, and soul. And this is very important because some people are hypnotherapists clinical. And so it only touched the body and the mind. And unfortunately, we don't have access to the superconscious, which is the spirit, where we can dive, my clients dive into their past life. And sometimes there's still actually um, things that are on the way for them to embody their truth that are lingering in their past life. So it's very, very interesting. Um, But how does it work? I help my clients to relax and go into a trance state. And you may know if you have experienced guided meditation or hypnosis. It's very much the same. Everybody can do it. And so when they go in that point, I guide them to see through their body and they have the ability to see stagnant and trapped emotions. And so from those trapped emotions, we go back to memories and that include childhood, or beyond and so the subconscious mind has can remember everything from being a fetus from what you have eaten for the first your first anniversary um, from past life etc and so when we dive into this we a lot of time we have forgiveness work therapy to do um, and understanding and it's basically connecting the heart with the mind so connecting the heart which is the subconscious mind and the conscious mind so when we connect the two there is healing there is the expression uh, of the trapped emotions and then the clear out and when it's cleared then I do energetic work and so I help them to reprogram the subconscious mind and to be filled energetically with what they need. So it's life-changing experiences, really, and is so empowering. And I actually, um, especially wanting to study and serve this because it has changed my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so the second is breathwork. Breathwork is as well very, very powerful because while we breathe, we go as well in a trance state. So I'm talking longer sessions, right? So either with a facilitator, either in group, etc. I do believe we can do it on your on your own as well. This is self-healing. I will talk about it after, but basically we while breathing, we're gonna move those energies that are in our energetic field. 
And so things will come up and will naturally have understanding, vision, and release of trapped emotions. And so that can be anger, that can be uh, even pleasure and joy, that can be um, a lot of grief, pain, etc. And so it's the power of the body and the breath that make it all. And so with my partner, we facilitate those uh, healing circles and we do body work. So we help people to release energy while tapping, touching, massaging the body. And yes, so that's the somatic work again. And so the last one is health feeling. And this is what I've been practicing um, in my life. This is what my partner has have as well practices uh, in order for us to still heal because I am still healing. If you can see the past that I have, I'm getting into my 30s, you know, but I'm still, there's still some layers that I'm discovering, that I'm releasing. And, but my life, it doesn't mean that my life is around it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not happy. Because this is, this is the number one thing that people get trapped in, is that healing doesn't have to be painful. And the way we live is that I use my trigger in life as an intuitive message to show me that I have still something lingering and still something to release. And so I give you an example. I think it was a week or 10 days ago. I was filming a video. My, um, my uh, tripod didn't work and I got angry. I was like, oh my God, this is weird. Like I haven't got angry for so long. And I was like, oh my God. And I went to see my partner and I was like, I am, I'm going through something. There's anger inside of me. And so I sat there and I let it grow. So I tap into this energy in purpose, the anger, close my eyes. And since I meditate every day for years, I can tap into my subconscious very easily. So as I tap into this, mm, this memory, I can see the hatred and the pain and the anger that I have against my parents which is consciously in my days, I don't feel that I love at all. I have a lot of forgiveness and love, but at that moment, I needed to embody this. And so again, this is what I teach because it is so powerful and we can do that on our own. This is self-healing. And so as I tap into this energy, I laid on the floor. My boyfriend was here to hold the space. That means he was here we know we both, it's our work, right? But he was, he knows that I needed uh, to surrender to my pain and that I needed just the space to be held. And so even some touch sometimes in like the heart, for example, the, the anger is really related to the solar plexus. So he let me express all of this. I had pillows next to me because I was on my back and like on body, my anger and my arms were moving and I was very releasing this and crying so much. And after 15, 20 minutes, it was over. And I felt so light. And I felt so happy because this was still influencing me, influencing my present without being aware. 
And so when we release, we're like, it feels different. Life feels different. And so the triggers goes away. I get really rarely triggered before I was like a ball of something, you know? And so that's why when people, another thing that is very important for me, when people say, you know, women has been said to not being able to control their emotions, you know? And this is very sad for me to hear because there's a big not understanding of like embodying our emotions to need to release them. And as well, the not being able to control something that is bigger than us, you know? And it's okay. Like we don't have to control them. We have to breathe through them to feel them and to release them. Yeah. I, I love that. Our triggers are our greatest teachers. And I'm really thankful you shared that example because just yesterday I was so triggered by, I saw something on Instagram. It was a uh, an old friend of mine, like showing off her designer bag. And I looked up the bag and it was like $3,000. And I got so triggered. I was like, this is annoying. I can't stand wealthy people because they just throw things in your face. So I realized that was coming up and I was like, what is underneath that? What is the fear lying underneath that? So after journaling, I realized that my subconscious believes that people that have money are better than me and I'm unworthy. And that's why I don't have money. So on that note, the first point that you brought up was the subconscious. And I really would love to dive into why it's important to clear these subconscious limiting beliefs, because I don't know if you are a manifestation fan or follower of the law of attraction, but my coach told me to write out all of my desires, my goals, my dreams. And underneath that, write What is the doubt? What is the fear? What is the limiting belief as to why I can't have that? And she told me that those limiting beliefs are where I'm blocking myself from manifesting those desires. So through this body work, the somatic work, the hypnotherapy, do you dive into those limiting beliefs that you could bring up and clear those? Yes, absolutely. So I mentor women as well for like a program of like three months minimum. And so we dive exactly into this. And how do I do it is, first of all, in my hypnotherapies, I was saying after we release, we reprogram the subconscious mind with anything energetically and as well in terms of um, affirmations, what we need, etc. And I actually do the exact or kind the same work that means shadow work is very much of like putting light in whatever are the limiting belief that we're still holding that doesn't serve our um, best interest and our dreams and goals and this is very important work and so the the teaching is very much when we have put light on what is what have to go then we replace replace them with positive affirmations and those positive affirmations I want my clients to write them in a new journal that they will use specifically for this and read them every morning at rise and every night before sleeping Mm -hmm. this is when the filter between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is easier uh, off let's say Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have better access to our 
core root belief, which is in the subconscious mind. And so basically, why is it so important to work in our belief system? Because it is the core, it is creating our reality, what we believe we will create, right? So what happens is that when people are looking to change a behaviors, actually everything starts by belief. So from the belief, we will um, have the behavior. From the behavior, we will have the attitude. And from the attitude, we have um, then the action. And then we either fail or um, succeed. And so this is why when we change the belief at the core, then everything's changed. It's, it, it works like magic, right? And so when is the time to work with the subconscious mind and the belief? So in between our conscious and subconscious mind, as I was saying, there's a filter. It's called a critical filter. And it's um, a filter that has grown after our five seven years old before that we will naturally sponge everything into our subconscious mind in order to become who we are and so again if you were born in a chaotic or with narcissistic personalities around you etc it's like those becomes a part of who you are that's why again it's very important to work on all of this and so the moments when this critical filter is off and we can access the subconscious mind it's either through trance so um like hypnosis guided meditation or the hypnotherapies that i do um either to high emotional states this is what creates a trauma a trauma is basically written grounded in our subconscious mind because when we high emotional <gasps> the critical filter is over and it goes directly in the subconscious mind which doesn't happen except in that time so during this moment and what else we can how we can access the subconscious mind is through practices through repetition like playing piano i'm going to work so much on it that it becomes natural and it's the same why do we have um morning routines for example because we practice we cultivate who we want to become more we do it more it becomes who we are right and so those are the way how we change belief for real and this is, again, one of the most important work we can do for ourselves. I completely agree. I'd love to lastly touch on relationally how you came to find a loving, healthy, happy partnership. I'm sure that wasn't easy. And, and personally, growing up with a parent that had abandoned and feeling that attachment wound, I was in abusive relationships my whole entire life. So can you share to inspire our audience, because many of my beautiful listeners feel like there's no hope for them. How did you do that for yourself through self-healing, come to manifest a conscious partnership? Mm, thank you to tap on this is a topic that, again, you know, embodying the feminine, it's okay to want love. It's okay to want a partner because it's our mission. And I put this into, you know, it's our mission in life. Our mission is love, connection. It's our essence. While the masculine is purpose, mission. So it will be a little less interested or 
focusing on like creating this connection, even though we all want love, right? But it's okay to embody this needs. And so this was big for me to learn and to be okay with what I wanted. But same, I all my life I had toxic um, relationships. And when I met my partner, there were still those toxic patterns. And what we truly needed in order to renate it was actually two people who are totally committed to their own self-growth. And the way I kept on calling him because I my awakening went through actually a real big heartbreak and the understanding that I was creating those toxicity. And I spent two years on my own, focus on myself and cultivate what I wanted to see in a man within me. And so I spent time, you know, getting clear of what I actually want in a man and cultivate this in my life without this man. And so when we met each other, it was not love at first time. It was not, oh my God, we fall in love and everything was amazing. We struggled so much in the beginning of our relationship, but I was driven and I was guided by the divine inside of me. And I knew I needed to just keep on going, to keep focusing on myself, building myself while still uh, working on the relationship too because this is another thing people are wanting their dream partner but when somebody comes they're like oh maybe no or it what was very important for me to for it to work is my boundaries was very high I had very high standard and I talk about them I was very clear with them and so I was embodying my feminine in all the aspect, in the surrender and the trust that I had to work very hard in the beginning of our relationship to work. Um, I was embodying all about this is what I want. This is who I am. If you don't see that, okay, lost, lost for you. And so this was, was keep us together, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, I love that boundaries and communication and feeling safe to self-express in a relationship is so important, so crucial. So I'm so happy that you had the self-worth to recognize that and embody that. It's beautiful. Yeah, and and um, it's funny that you say that because I don't think I actually had the self-worth, but I think I fake it until I made it. And this is important because it's like, I'm not a, like, oh, I can't do it. No, I was actually, it was a conscious work. I knew that to get where I wanted to be, I needed to be like this. Mm -hmm. And so I kept reminding myself, no, this is how, like, focus on yourself. This is the key, you know, like, don't put too much energy into this put energy into yourself you know reminding me all the time and this is what I want he doesn't meet that and this is what happened he didn't meet my my wishes and need and he took me for granted and so we separated two times for him to really realize he had a huge awakening and ego 
um, broke through um, a meeting as well. So there's a lot of healing. And for six months, it was very shattered. But then now with such a beautiful, it's like beyond my dreams. It's been a year and a half that I know him. And it's like, I didn't, I, I get to know him and to love him more every day. And I, I didn't know I could love that much. I didn't know I could be this nurturing, loving, and just caring without the self-sabotage, without the criticals, without the hatred that I had in side of me you know so that very like this is possible for everybody really and just trust on yourself and faith on your path really this is so important amazing amazing well this conversation was so inspiring and incredible and I love all the wisdom and the kindness you have to bring so I thank you so much for your time today can you please tell people where they can find you Absolutely. Thank you so much as well for doing this work. It's very beautiful. We all need this. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, butterfly.mission. So this is my mission in life, transforming the women to but beautiful butterflies and yeah you can contact me come in I as well have my work in my bio you can look into it and yes looking forward to it looking forward to it as well it was a privilege and an honor to have you on and um, I'm sure so many people are going to be so touched by this conversation thank you so much Lorraine